Welcome to the Geek Sweat Podcast. We, we watch, watch films to save you hassle. It's another podcast with a filmmaking twist just for you. I am TJ and we will be bringing you hot topics in the film industry, inspiration interviews with IMDb listed filmmakers, review sweat on online series as a string, trailer talk on upcoming feature films and cult TV perspectives on classic shows worth revisiting. Between your ears and our voices, we take this opportunity to make the most of our podcast technology from CastBox, a new app that's available via Android for your podcast and entertainment needs. It's the one-stop shop for taking your podcast on the go. Welcome back to Geek Sweats. We're here with all your news, views and interview needs. And today we're doing another trailer talk. Woo! Yay! Woo. You excited about this? Absolutely. As always, love the trailers. So, joining me today are... TJ. Thank you. Jay. Hello. And myself, King Dom. We've got a ding dong here. We've got a little girl from Poland. My little trip over there. Uh, nothing about that <laughs> sentence seemed right. Yeah. That's where the ring in's coming from. Sorry I couldn't get you guys one, but um, it's a very small trinket and uh, it barely works as a bell. Yeah, not getting any better. So moving on. <laughs> Moving on, we've got some trailers for you. Um, what's up first? Uh, well, we're thinking about taking a look at the uh, feature film uh, extension of a TV series, Downton Abbey. So I'm going to bring that one up. Uh, and here it is. This one's just called Downton Abbey, and it's the official trailer. No valet, no nanny, even. It's 1927. We're modern folk. Blimey. The king and queen are coming to Downton. What? I want every surface to gleam and sparkle. A royal luncheon, a parade, and a dinner. I'm going to have to sit down. How's it all going? Mary's got it under control. Hardly. I need your help, Carson. I'll be there in the morning, my lady. Don't you worry. Should we really go on with it? You mean, leave Downton? Downton Abbey's the heart of this community, and you're keeping it beating. Remember to pray for us. I'll put in a word. Your Majesties. Welcome to Downton Abbey. 
Will you have enough cliches to get you through the visit? If not, I'll come to you. Oh, here we go. That was Downton Abbey, not to be mistaken with uh, Harry Potter's Hogwarts because <laughs> Dame Edna was in it. So, but no magic. No magic. I, do you know what? I don't really know the series. Uh, I know that it's. Uh, it feels like an, uh, the series is like an extension of Upstairs, Downstairs that used to be on the BBC. It's very Jackson. similar. Yeah. I mean, the weird thing about the series is ITV tried all kinds of shows after X Factor to try and retain their audience and nothing worked in that time slot. And then they tried Downton Abbey, possibly out of desperation. Yeah. And it was an absolutely massive smash. Most watched show on TV. At the time. At the time, wow. yeah. See, I thought it was Downtown Abbey, not Downton. I yeah. thought you called it Downtime Abbey, Abbey, like it was like just people taking a break from... <laughs> taking from it would be like life. a stoner sitcom, Downtime Abbey. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty cool. Then we'd know where Bill and Ted have been for like the last 20 years. Dude! <laughs> Dude. Yeah. But um, yeah, this is like written by Julian Fellows, isn't it? And he's like quite a prominent, prolific writer in British film and TV, isn't he? Yeah. Um, he's done lots of things, including a feature film. He wrote... Gosford Park? Gosford Park, yeah. which was like a dry run for Downton Abbey. Okay. Many of the same elements, yeah. although that film was a bit more satirical yeah. than Downton Abbey, which plays it pretty straight. Mm. I mean, the thing is, I noticed that um, they did something really interesting at the end credits where they didn't actually put the names of the actors. They just put the names of the characters who were going to be in the film. So it feels like this is definitely some fan service for the, um, the TV series loyalists, as it were. Yeah, very much looked like it was for fans of the TV series, primarily. There wasn't really an attempt to catch up anyone who was unaware of the TV series. Yeah, well, I think a lot of these movies that kind of uh, derived from TV series, they kind of stand alone as well, don't they? Mm. This one, I don't know. Does this one look like it's going to stand alone? It looked very much like a continuation of the TV series. It probably is, but what I'm saying is that you could watch it without yeah. having her, um, watched the TV series, is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Then again, you probably know if you want to see the TV series by now or not. Yeah, true, true. Actually, when I was saying Dame Edna, I meant Maggie Smith. I don't know why I said Dame, Dame Edna. Edna. Yeah. <laughs> I always want to call it Dame Edna was, for some reason. Wasn't Dame Edna the... There was a Dame Edna Everidge who is the... Uh, Barry Humphrey's Barry alter ego. Yeah, 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 I was going to say. And like yeah. Hugh Bonneville, I think the last like period drama that I saw him in was um, The Monuments Men with uh, George Clooney. Never seen which, that. Which I really liked him in. I've, that was supposed to be the story of um, um, an American-British soldier alliance to kind of recover lost artworks and artifacts in Germany uh, for prosperity behind enemy lines. But um, I, I'll be honest, I'm not really a fan of Downton Abbey and I'm not really looking forward to have, this. Have you seen any of them? No, I think it's... I, I'm not really a big fan of British period dramas, funnily enough. Peaky Blinders? I haven't seen that yet. Really? Yeah. And, um, I haven't seen it either. Actually, no, let me get straight. English period dramas. I'm not a big fan of English period dramas. Okay. Um, well, I'd say I've seen the first season of Downton Abbey, bit of the second. I think I pretty much checked out after that. Um, it's very watchable. I think it's pretty light. Yeah. It is like a soap opera. It's yeah. not very profound. 
Yeah. And the storylines are pretty improbable. Yeah. Mm. Um, this doesn't look very dramatic. It looks like the biggest drama is whether they'll be ready to host the royal guests. Yeah, because yeah. it feels like they're, they're putting on the show of a fancy parade and this is the fancy parade version just for perhaps more like an American audience to see what it'd be look like to be in a fancy house in England with the king and queen. I like the soundtrack though. The music's not nice. Yeah. You might like the TV series. It's very much like the trailer. I mean, I wouldn't even tell the difference from the TV series. The only other difference I saw was they had like a slightly Art Deco credit design, okay. which I guess is because they've moved the time on slightly. Yeah. Because the original season was 1914 and now they're up to 1927. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. They're in, they're in the mid, just before the, is it the second well, world the, war the, was started. Well, uh, well, there's a ways to go, but yeah. um, the original season was just before World War One, yeah. and season one ends with the declaration of war. Okay. Oh, well. okay. So what kind of rating should we give this then? Well, it's probably not a see in the cinema for me because I wasn't a massive fan of the TV show and I definitely didn't stay with it to the end. Mm. Um, would I watch it if I saw it on TV? Possibly. Then again, I might start channel surfing if it got a bit slow. <laughs> I think for me, like just straight up and down, it's uh, give it a miss. I wasn't into the series. I wasn't committed to the series. So I don't think I'm going to watch a feature film of Downton Abbey. Maybe a, a YouTube video of um, Dame Edna's best moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The parody <laughs> account of Downton Abbey. Yeah, that's probably uh, what I'd watch. have to say the same, actually. I'm neither. I'm not really interested in watching this. So I'll probably just give that a miss too. So where are we going to land that on a give it a miss? I think that sounds like a hard pass for Downton Abbey. We're really sorry about that. Sorry, Julian. I, I, yeah. I think people who watch Downton Abbey would love to watch this. Downtown. Because, Downton, sorry. Because <laughs> they were in the hood. That's right. <laughs> they were Downtown. gangsters back in 1927. Um, yeah, so yeah, Downton Abbey, I th yeah, it, it'll be the people who follow it on TV. Yeah, who, who would want to watch this? I, I've never followed the series, so not really interested. Actually, I think there's one group of people it could appeal to. It's like maybe people want to see the British version, so to speak, of The Great Gatsby. That it's nothing thinking. like that at all. Yeah, but it's kind of like high life, isn't it? Well, really? very tenuously. Tenuous. I would, yeah, I would hesitate to compare, especially not the book. Okay, but it's a completely different story, though. Surely it is. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, if you want to read a masterpiece, read the book. Yeah. Of The Great of, Gatsby. Of The Great Gatsby. you can't read a movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jamie. That's why you're here. I know. Okay, are you ready for the next trailer? Yeah. Also, in deference to Julian Fellows, Gosford Park's a really good film. Oh, so, yeah. you know, check that one out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, you ready for the next one? What's the next one? Um, Dominic? What is the next one? Is it Joker? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Oh, Bring Joker. it on. Okay, so, is this some... Um, okay, never mind, I'll just watch the tape. This, um, this is the new film featuring... Uh, was it Whacking Phoenix, I think it is. Arthur, does it help to have someone to talk to? My mother always tells me to smile and put on a happy face. She told me I had a purpose. To bring laughter and joy to the world. 
it just me? Or is it getting crazier out there? Smile, though your heart is aching. Smile, even though it's breaking. When there are clouds in the sky, you'll get by. What? If you smile <laughs> to your fear and sorrow, smile. What's so funny? Freak! <laughs> Gotham has lost its way. What kind of coward would do something that cold-blooded? Someone who hides behind a mask. I used to think that my life was a tragedy. But now I realize it's a comedy. DC about to turn everything around. Yeah, I think that's like a, a very darker, creepier version of the Joker. Probably something similar to some of the scenes that we saw in Watchmen as well. So I think I'd be looking forward to that. What did you think, Jamie? I liked it. Um, I mean, it's very different to the Jared Leto um, version and once again, different to the Heath Ledger Joker as well. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how um, Joaquin... Phoenix actually does with this one, actually. Yeah. I'd be interested to see what he does with it. Yeah, because, I mean, Wacken Phoenix has done some very, um, like, dark and surreal films before. Like, um, he did, uh, uh, what was that? I have to just check him out. He did um, The Master, uh, which was um, about the uh, 1950s uh, cult uh, guy that he Scientology L. Ron Hobbard yeah 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 mm-hmm. and um, very good film and uh, he also did this other film uh, which is like the documentary about him becoming a rapper um, I need to I'm still here so I think like Whack and Phoenix and then recently he did a very very violent film or a couple of years ago called uh, You Were Never Really Here where he plays like a hitman who's like uh, back on the streets of New York doing like a special mission or something. It's available on Amazon Prime. Yeah. So I think Whackin' Phoenix is still in the mode of doing like dangerous and risky films. And I feel like his interpretation of the Joker will probably go towards like the darker side of what he has been and what he's become rather than the pantomime style. And it's kind of interesting that looking from the credits or the trailer that the, um, it looks like we're going to get to see the beginnings of his madness, as it were. Yeah, or the beginnings of this character's madness, because mm, yeah. he is another Joker again. Mm. Um, I mean, the Joker's been for a few permutations, yeah. at mm. least in the films, mm. um, like in the 1989 Batman, when mm. it was... Um, 
um, he was the character who killed Batman's parents. Yeah. Um, Jack Napier. Yeah. And um, then you go on to um, the Heath Ledger era. Yeah. And um, he was like almost a kind of supernatural presence, like yeah. possessed of supernatural intelligence and strength and mm. an inexhaustible supply of resources. Mm. Yeah. And somehow super he, villain. right? He really yeah. was a supervillain, and somehow Heath Ledger managed to sell that mm. yeah. in a way that was weirdly convincing. Yeah. Um, then the Jared Leto era, he was kind of more like a gangster. He yeah. lost some of that um, otherworldly quality. Yeah. But um, that was aligned with a character design that didn't quite work. I thought yeah. in a largely disappointing film. It's a bit pantomime, I thought. It was it was a film with elements that didn't really gel together. Yeah. Even though it won the Oscar for best makeup, yeah. the character designs were a bit off. Okay. With like one or two exceptions, but definitely the Joker wasn't quite right, and it didn't go with how Jared Leto decided to take the character. Sure. So there was a disconnect there, I think, which didn't help. Um, and then this one, it looks very coherent. It looks like there's yeah. a coherent vision, which is the first thing that you want. Mm. And also because it's solely a film about the Joker as well. Yeah. Because um, we haven't actually seen that side, have we? We haven't really seen the the conception of mm. the Joker, which which is why this kind of appeals to me. Yeah. I just want to read the um, IMDb uh, uh, summary because it says an original standalone story an original story of the iconic villain not seen before on a big screen. It's a gritty character study of Arthur Fleck, a man disregarded by society and a broader cautionary tale. So I think what's kind of interesting is it's not the Jack Napier that we're revisiting. This is a brand new character. And at the same time, it feels like there isn't going to be anyone to come and save us from this Joker. It seems like we're going to just see him run wild across the city and change it somewhat. And um, the director, Todd Phillips, who I think he did The Hangover. He did. Yeah. All three of them. So he's responsible for The Hangover, Due Date, and uh, more recently he produced A Star Is Born. So he, he's he got a very good feel of how to portray the city as a backdrop in a feature film. Um, and apparently he's going to be, he's announced to be... Uh, the director of the Hulk Hogan biopic. So I think, um, I don't know, as a director, I think I'm excited to see him do something. He also did Starsky and Hutch, which is another iconic uh, set of American characters. So I think he'll, he'll do a good homage to whatever this Joker is supposed to be, even though it's going to be a dark character. But I expect the darkness is going to come from whacking Felix's general presence and influence on the film. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of many actors who are more drawn to dark characters or characters on the margins of society than Joaquin Phoenix. Mm. He, and he really does tear into the roles that he takes. Yeah, and I just want to add a couple of things. Um, we've also got Robert De Niro in this film. Yeah, good to see him. Uh, we've also got Mark Marin, who you've mentioned a few times before. And um, Zazie Beetz, who has, I think, recently been in the Deadpool movie as well so it's kind of like a, and brian tyree henry who's kind of probably more famous for being in a tv series atlanta so it's like a really strong supporting cast here to to add to the flavor so should we give it a rating 
Ah, uh, yeah, it's a cinema trip for me. Yeah, yep. I think this is a cinema one. I mean, I think there's a nice cinematic experience to to be had with this film. It looks like, looks like big action. This is very interesting. And it looks good visually. It's not yeah. overly stylized, but yeah. it looks nice, attractively shot and atmospheric. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's a long time since we had a wholesale agreement, but yeah, it's a cinema watch for me as well. No, well, I mean, we, we always it. agree when you're not here, Trev. No, but to actually go to see the film at the cinema, I think uh, it's been a while, hasn't it? Oh, we haven't agreed to go to the cinema with you. We agreed to, to go to the cinema with Joe. Oh, okay. So when, Gio, <laughs> so when Gio's around, you guys can go to the cinema. I'll just, I'll just go with my teddy bear on my own and watch this one. Okay. Yeah, sure. Oh. All right. We'll go to the cinema. We'll with go you. to the cinema with right. you. I'm feeling a bit guilty No, no. Don't, don't force it now. It's too late. <laughs> It's okay, Trev. We'll go with you. We'll hold your hand. You might have to because this film, that film looks a little bit scary. Does but, um, it? Does it, it? it? Really? Compared to the other ones, oh, Joker's my featured. gosh. Wow. No, I think Heath Ledger will always be the scariest Joker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the voice of Mark Hamill. Oh, yeah, yeah. As well. Okay. Um, so, are we ready for our next trailer? We are. Which one are we doing? Okay, so this is Will Smith. And he is turning up as Gemini Man. Tell me something. Why is it so hard for you to kill this man? He knew every move of mine before I made it. I'd have him right there to take the shot. Be gone like a ghost. Do you really want to live forever? Who is he? years ago they made you from me they chose me because there's never been anybody like me we have to end this right now you have all of his gifts without his pain you made a person out of another person then you sent me to kill him you made a choice to do this to me this thing that you're struggling with is fear. Embrace it and then overcome it. Of all the people in the world to come after me, why would he send you? So that was Gemini Man. Mm. With Will Smith and Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> a younger version of Will Smith. A digitally de-aged Will Smith. Mm-hmm. And well, Joaquin just... Phoenix again. <laughs> Is Joaquin Phoenix in this one? I thought I saw him in the trailer. No. I saw Clive Owen, unless you still have yeah, nightmares Clive about Owen. the Joker trailer. I think I might be. I think I was having like a flashback there. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I'm, you know what? I'm looking at that trailer and just thinking like, okay, the title's kind of giving away what the story's about. 
And well, that's th- the trailer. Yeah, and I think it just feels like it's going to be a hitman has been cloned, and then the two of them have to work together to take down the organization that did the cloning. It, it feels like it's going to be that kind of story. So you think it's going to be that predictable? When has a Will Smith film not been predictable? I don't know. Well, director this- Zhang Li, though, so you know, mm. you might put a curve in there. I don't know. I think. This is true. I mean, I have been back and forth with Will Smith. And the thing I especially don't get about Will Smith is his obsession with making science fiction films when he doesn't seem to have any feel for the genre. And yet he persists in (laughs) making films in that genre. I think he just enjoys making them. Do you know what? I think on a technical or accounting level science fiction is probably because of the special effects is probably the more expensive film to make and if you attach will smith you're guaranteed to probably get 50 million or 60 million in right. the budget just which would explain things like irobot which yeah. despite I, some fairly heavy compromises they had to make was still an okay film it w- wasn't completely damaged by being turned into a will smith action vehicle yeah i mean uh, let's let's look at your um theory because he i think he has done quite a few sci-fi films so you got in the last we'll go back eight years so we've got bright 2 which has been announced gemini man uh bright again uh would you count suicide squad as sci-fi or just keep that as comic book fantasy. Um, yeah, comic fantasy. book fantasy. Okay, focus. I think that was had a science fiction element to it, wasn't he? he was supposed to be like some weird kind of um, guy who's supposed to be able to have the answers to everything. I'm not sure. Uh, got After Earth, uh, mm. Men in Black Three. So that's six. Um, Any other Men in Blacks? Um, <clears throat> Hancock was sci-fi. That's seven. I Am Legend is eight. Um, iRobot is nine. Actually, I've gone back further than that. Independence but, Day. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, okay, last 15 years, he's done like nine. So it's like one every two years. But if you look in the last eight years, yeah, it's like, yeah, Men in Black 3, After Earth. I'm going to throw focus in there. Bright, Gemini Man and Bright 2. So, yeah, he's, he's done like six or seven. Yeah, so it's almost like the genre that he's most associated with, not just action, but sci-fi action. Yeah. Which is weird, because the majority of those films have been disappointing, and some of them, I'm going to just throw this out there, After yeah. Earth, have been terrible. Yeah. Um, oh, he's in Spies in Disguise as well, but I think that's animated. Right. Um, I think, yeah. Okay. Um, I think the turning point or like where I felt like, you know, this isn't working out between Will Smith and science fiction was I Legend. I Am Legend. Okay. Which is a brilliant book. And I've read the book. then they bizarrely changed the book. So the creatures are not vampires. And they made that change just before vampires were everywhere. Yeah. Wow. But they they made a lot of other changes, like they destroyed the whole bleakness of the post-apocalyptic scenario and made Will Smith into a conventional hero, which took away the point of the book. But anyway, I'm digressing here, except to say that... Because the thing is, I've heard that Will Smith, he 
actively trying to change scripts before he engages with the Well, he does. I mean, you can read the original script of iRobot on the net. You can mm. do a Google search for the original script of iRobot and compare that with what they filmed. Yeah. And you'd be hard-pressed to say the changes that made it a more commercial film are better. Mm. I mean, we could probably do a whole show about iRobot. This might not be the time to talk yeah. about it. But, yeah. you know, check it out. Read the original script. Mm. So... What are you saying? Has that convinced you, Jamie, to watch it more, or watch um, it less? I'm I'm kind of on the I'm I'm not a huge fan of Will Smith in general, but I do like sci-fi action. So I'm I'm a little on the fence on this one. I I don't think I'd go the extra effort to watch it in the cinema. I'll watch it if there's nothing else mm. um, to watch. Um, You've got Clive Owen in this, Benedict Wong and Mary Elizabeth Winstead mm. as a supporting cast. And Did that's supposed to sway me because... <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, just trying, I'm just trying to I add mean, to what's I mean, there. like I said, you know, I, I do like my, my action films. Um, yeah. Whether I... I'm, I'm, right now, I'm not motivated to watch it. Okay. Um, that might change with a few more trailers. Um, yeah. But based on this trailer alone, I'm I'm neither I'm neither here nor there. I'm I'm mm. I'm on the fence. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of a film called Looper from a few years back, which had Bruce Willis as mm -mm -mm. a hitman who is pursued by his younger self. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah yeah, I remember mm. that one. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah yeah. Uh, I mean, mm, I enjoyed Looper. Yeah, I did too. So. I'm going to say um, this is a give it a miss for me. Cause, really? Well, the thing is, I'm looking at his IMDb credits and I'm thinking... The uh, last is that because of what I've said about the no, Will Smith sci-fi thing? It's not because of what you said, but I'm just thinking the last film that I've actually wanted to go to the cinema to see because Will Smith was in it was Hancock. Right, which Men is... Men in Black 3. I only wanted to way watch... Way back in like 2010? 2008. And uh, Men in Black 3, I only wanted to watch that not because of uh, Will Smith, but because James Brolin was playing... Is it James? Josh Brolin mm -hmm. was playing a younger version of Tommy Lee Jones. So I wanted mm -hmm. to see how that worked out. But I never wanted to see Men in Black 3 yeah, because of I, Will Smith. Yeah, I can't say I've ever gone to a movie because, oh, it's Will Smith. I have to go watch it. I've, uh, I've never... No, I mean, I think, Men in, I think Bad Boys and uh, Men in Black, uh, the first one, yeah, it was because of Will Smith. But I don't think... For me, Will Smith is not a, a big draw. And I, I don't think doubling up on your Will Smith here is enough for me. So, yeah, it's, I'm not interested. Sorry, Dom. That's okay. Are you interested, Dom? I'm interested partly because I like the premise and partly because I do like science fiction and also the directors, Ang, Ang Lee, Lee, who probably mm -hmm. needs a hit as much as Will Smith. Yeah, because mm. he hasn't made a film since... I mean, he made Billy Lynn's long halftime walk, which was kind of like a docudrama. But before that, he did Life of Pi in 2012. So he had a massive break of four years and then... And then Billy Lim's like three years ago. So he's only done one film yeah. really in the last seven years. I mean, I think if um, Ang Lee had directed this right after Life of Pi, this would be an event movie. Mm. Okay. Yeah, possibly. But um, it feels like he needs to almost body slam his way back into, yeah. you know, A-list status. Yeah. Although if you look at his filmography, he has a habit of doing like 
a massive film and then a much smaller one, yeah. or at least um, a critically acclaimed film followed by one that's flown under the radar. Well, ironically, like he did Brokeback Mountain after Hulk and Hulk was like an expensive film, but I think it flopped a little bit and then Brokeback Mountain got all of your critical acclaim. Yeah, from and then Last Caution, which was critically acclaimed. So that was two on the spin, but then yeah. he did Taking Woodstock, which... Yeah was fairly little seen. Sure. And then Life of Pi, which was a hit, won him the mm -hmm. second best director Oscar. Sure. And then Billy Ling's Long Halftime Walk, which again was not really acclaimed and was little seen. Yeah. So maybe I he's due another hit. I haven't even heard of that one, Billy Lynn. Uh You're probably not missing out too much. I mean, but... I remember it had like some gimmick. It was like shot 60 frames per second, or was it even more than that? Yeah. But it was shot on like a, a really high frame rate. Yeah. To achieve what? Like ultra clarity. Mm. Okay. So um, I'm saying give it a miss. Are you saying what? I'm going to give it a go. I might get burnt by this, but I'm going to see it in the cinema. Okay. Mm. And Jamie? I'm thinking probably... I don't think it's a cinema release for me. I, I think probably DVD or give it a miss. It, it, it doesn't... It, it, it's not a film that kind of grabs me, no. I think it's slap bang in the middle on that one. I think it's yeah. wait till it comes out on DVD. Oh, yeah. I should also mention, because we were talking about Bruce Willis already, yeah. one of the screenwriters <laughs> is Billy Ray, who made his screenwriting debut with the erotic thriller Colour of Night with Bruce Willis, wow. which is so bad it has to be seen to be believed. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that is good for a laugh if you're watching Colour E4. Of night. Colour of Night. Was that supposed to be like one of these, like, we need to make something like Basic Instinct? Right. Body of I mean, do you remember era? when, you know, there was a whole flood of movies that tried but, to I think, is it, is it Body reproduce. of Evidence with Willem Dafoe and uh, Oh, that's pretty Madonna. funny as well. Yeah, yeah. So, Colour of Night is at least on that level. And, you know, it's about psychiatrists, very unconvincing movie mm. psychiatrists okay but anyway this guy he's persisted with being a screenwriter so yeah. he probably deserves some kind of most improved award <laughs> well gemini man do you know has he improved i think there's like mm. six screenplay writers here and david benioff of uh, game of thrones was one of the writers as well so that doesn't like fill me with confidence after what happened with season eight but um yep moving on are we ready for the next one season eight was such a bad season but all the other seasons were fine I'm telling you, man, it's, that's what happens when writers get ahead of the source material. Um, okay, so we're going to go for a new one, uh, or an old one, if you, if you think it's uh, as, a, as a sequel. This is Zombieland Double Tap. Jamie, have you seen Zombieland? It's the one with Woody Harrelson, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have. That was it, yeah. <laughs> okay. I was just finding out if, like, Jamie had a context for the sequel or not. Okay, cool, cool. Or whether this was going to well, be... You, you're also assuming that I remember Abby. everything. Yeah. Well, I think Double Tap is obviously for the, uh, the fans. Uh, that was of, his advice. Yeah. You know, if you dispatch a zombie, you've got to double tap. Like, take it out twice. Yeah. Or two shots to the head. And here we go with two shots to the trailer. It's time to nut up or shut up. Yeah. I flex 
Hey, possum, eh? <laughs> Sorry, just you in that chair. I think I would have made a damn fine president. You would have brought a real dignity to the office. You're welcome, America. Welcome to Zombieland. Life is about more than just survival. We were a family. Dysfunctional, sure, but what family isn't? Merry Christmas! What would you like, little girl? I'd really like for you to stop calling me little girl. But do you know what I would like? I don't give a shit what you like. It felt so good to be on the move again. Whoa! Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm Columbus. Madison. This is Tallahassee. Hey, Paul Blart. Is this your dad? I forgot the seatbelt rule. Oh, so she knows the rules? I told her just a few of them. 73, and are there more? You're cute. I like it. My sister is gone. She picked up a boy. He's from Berkeley. Berkeley! You don't have weed, do you? <laughs> do I look like the type of person that would have weed? I'm sorry. Boom! Yeah! I have nothing against hippies. I just want to beat the shit out of them. We're gonna go get her. We ride it, dog. <laughs> Start talking. You first. Well, my name's Tallahassee. Die, zombie! Light him up! No! That's my right! Oh, my apologies, little Elvis. Okay, is it me, or does, does he kind of remind you of... I don't, I don't like you. At all. I think you double parked. <laughs> One more. Perpendicular parks. Hope we don't get a ticket. What is going on here? What? Hello, everyone. Am I hallucinating? By the way, that is a total steal from Shaun of the Dead. There's yeah. a gag in Shaun of the Dead where the crew find their mirror images. Yeah, Remember yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wholesale nick that joke. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it's kind of clever they saved it to the end. I mean, maybe because this is part of the horror film genre, they, give, they have to give a nod to a couple of horror films as well in the background but is Zombieland really a horror film though because I mean it looks like a lot of fun it is a lot of fun I mean <laughs> I remember the opening credits from the first one where it was kind of like you're seeing the zombies get so yeah zombies getting killed in different ways and the joke thing was they wasn't just dying and crashing but they were collapsing into the credits and knocking things out of the way so I like that but this new uh, sequel it seems like really good because they're showing us some new and creative ways to kill the zombies it looks like they're going to try and hole up at the White House as mm. their new base and there seems to be a bit of um, uh, they've kind of adopted more of their family roles a little bit so it looks like the Tallahassee character played by Woody Harrison is now the adopted father figure uh, albeit reluctantly and he has to kind of work out how to take care of the kids who are meeting so-called love prospects. Um, I, I think this is going to be really good. It looks like a lot of fun. I, I, I like this as well. And it's actually quite funny seeing um, Abigail Breslin. Yeah. Because I just remember her from like Little, little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a little adorable and like, oh, okay. Well, the thing, yeah, I mean, they were kind of rolling off and kicking ass as it were like shooting yeah. off all these zombies in the middle of a field which is ironically the the plant the uh, the lawn in front of uh the white house but mm -hmm. yeah i think we're recognizing that they're all badasses they've probably learned over the last few years since we've seen them how to survive a bit better in uh the zombie land and um i think it's more or less of wanting to go to the theme park and just kind of have more fun as it were because we get um one of them driving a monster truck in it don't mm. we 
And we seem to have like some guest appearances from uh, Rosario Dawson and Luke Wilson. Mm. So what do you think about that, Dom? Yeah, um, I'm not as excited as I might have been had this sequel come out sooner. I think there's a slight error of the actors just not taking it too seriously. Mm. Um, I mean, it looks it I don't looks think the fun. audience will take this too seriously. It's, I don't yeah. think it's that kind of film that you take seriously. So Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's, it's, like, a, it's like a fun horror and you don't a fun zombie horror which feels like it's worth watching you know might be all right not 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 for dom okay (laughs) i don't know there's something about it it just seems a little bit casual as in the jokes were not very original is this because you're comparing it to Shaun of the dead or what i didn't see any original jokes in the whole trailer right like Woody Harrelson dresses up as Santa and then Elvis. pushes like uh, Jesse Eisenberg off his yeah. lap. Oh, okay, okay. You know, I didn't see any original jokes. It looked a little bit tired, a little bit lazy. Maybe I'm being harsh on it. Yeah. The other thing that surprised me is I would have thought that um, Emma Stone would have a bigger role since, I mean, she's literally like the hottest of the original quartet right now. I mean, I think they did try to allude to that because um, in the trailer that we saw, it said uh, Jesse Eisenberg Award nomin- um, Academy Award nominee and then it was uh, Woody Harrelson Academy Award nominee, then Abigail Breslin Academy Award nominee and then they, they landed on her title, which was Academy Award winner. So I think they did try to acknowledge her. Yeah, maybe. I just thought perhaps, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to tell from the trailers, but hey, this is trailer yeah. talk, so... Yeah, you know, that's what we've got to do. I thought perhaps they might try and take it in a different way, but it looked like more of the same, but with okay. a little bit, you know, doing it after 10 years, maybe a little bit like fan service self-congratulatory. I don't know. There's something about it that rubbed me up the wrong way, but I don't know why, because you seem to like it, but I didn't have the connection with that. Okay. So on that note, at what rating would is, you give is it? Is it because there's just been such a long time since the original? Could be, yeah. So what kind of rating would you give it? Um, I think it's an E4 job. Yeah. Yeah. Watch it on TV. Okay. I th- I think there'd be a nice cinema experience with this one, actually. Okay. For me, I want to watch it at the cinema, Dom. So, I think two cinemas and one middle of the road. I'm on my own. I'm tapping out. Yeah. <laughs> you watch, you're going to stay home all by your lonesome and watch it on E4? Oh. Yeah. I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with a bottle of vodka not, <laughs> not really okay. so that's a cinema rating for uh, no one zombie. to share your popcorn with <gasps> wow I'm gonna cry you're making me cry so it's a cinema rating for <laughs> Zombieland so Dom we're at the end now I'm sorry I'm just too upset to do the outro now Jamie you're just so cruel um, okay so that is it take it like this is, this is a family show, Jamie. Bye. You know, we try to have some standards. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. <laughs> yeah, see you again next week for more gratuitous insults and... I got plenty of them, just for you. Yeah, and other stuff like that. So, thanks for joining us, TJ. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Jamie. Thanks, bye. And I've been King Dom. Join us again for more trailer talk and more Geek Sweat.